Welcome, 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 everybody, to Becky Left the Chats Mixtapes Feed. How you doing, Jen? Good. We are in May 92. We're in May 2022. True, true. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. We I feel like jumping around. I was just going to say, we just watched two music videos, <clears throat> also two <laughs> singles um, from this month. It's... I would say a little bit of a quieter month in terms of what we knew and what, what we yeah. saw. I know we've had some yeah, yeah. some fun months and some fun discussions, but I think we're going to have a pretty pretty fun little discussion here about these videos and these singles. So let's dive right into it. A couple albums that came out this month in May of 92 was <clears throat> Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden, which was an Iron Maiden album. Are you an Iron Maiden fan, Jen? I'm not, like, I don't dislike Iron Maiden. I'm just, no. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) I I know there's someone, I'm not into that kind of, like, metal, like that 80s. I See, like, I associate Iron Maiden, maybe I'm wrong, this is me, it's my podcast, and all the people that are listening could agree or disagree. Yeah. But I associate them kind of, like, with with Rush. They're not the same, but if you like it, you kind of like all of it, and it's all, like, cool. Like, I enjoy Iron Maiden, (sighs) so... Fear of the Dark, I really listened to this album over the weekend. It's still a good album. And their albums are all, like, they tell kind of a story, and you're kind of going through it, and it's enjoyable if you like that music. Like, I know you're not a Rush fan. I like Rush. So if you yeah. like Rush, then you, you're you like, okay, another Rush album, I can listen to it. You know, it's a, they're, I would say Iron Man's a volume shooter. There's a lot of shots that they put up. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily would know. If you were listening to something, I wouldn't walk in and be like, oh, that's Iron Maiden. Yeah, I don't, you would. 100%. I, I know you didn't really listen to this album, which is okay. I know. And if I you did, you would homework. know. No, you would know. You would instantly recognize them. Well, um, I'm telling you I don't think I would, because I just always associated a lot of these, like, more metal, early, like, you know, 80s, early 90s metal bands. I kind of just clumped them together in my head. You know what was funny about Rush? When we watched that documentary on them, and they were saying how, like, all of their fans are basically male. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I don't well, it's know. it's just it, it rush. I, I feel like and it's it's probably a known fact, and we're gonna get to this band here at some point here, or I wouldn't say it's a known fact, but I would imagine that uh, Rivers from Weezer heavily influenced by Rush. Huh. And and so you know because I know a lot of musicians really really were influenced by Rush because they were really really musically talented and their music was great. And it was speaking to a very certain segment. It was speaking to the Stranger Things segment of us. Um, obviously, you and I are not children of the 80s in the grand sense, right? Like, we weren't born in 1975, so then our youth was in the middle of the 80s. It was like we were born in the 80s. Yeah. We... So our youth really was this music that's coming up in the 90s. You know, yeah. Like grunge, yeah, yeah. hip-hop. But not, not like hip-hop, like we were, you know, hip-hop aficionados, but just what we kind of heard on the radio and Biggie and stuff like that. That, yeah. that just ended up being the things we listened to all the time. But I, I yeah. enjoy Iron Maiden. Uh, they're one of those bands, same with Rush, where I hear them and I'm like, oh, I get instantly recognize them and just kind of get lost in the music for a little while. And so re-listening to this album, I really enjoyed it. Nothing really that sticks out as like, this is my favorite Iron Maiden song or things like that, but it's just a good album. I, I enjoyed it start to finish. Uh, another album that I noticed that came out this month was uh, Queen, Live at Wembley in 86, which 
speaks for itself. Uh, we have another podcast, which we just released, also occurring in Wembley, different time, but it's all like a multiverse, it's all folding together. That one is our wrestling podcast, which is a shameless plug, but we have a wrestling <laughs> podcast where we are re-watching 90s wrestling, and on that they just did the SummerSlam in 92 in Wembley in August. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to be like, oh, we're back at Wembley. Yeah, it's very weird. I'm like, what? everything is Wembley right now. Yeah. But it's just cool because... <laughs> it's not even the same, like, month. Like, we're in a different month. On yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's weird. I but... just think it's cool because when you listen to Queen Live, people... Don't we have that uh, record? Do we have the live at Wembley mm-hmm. Stadium? I don't think we have that record. Okay. Um, but we do We do have a Queen, like, a Greatest Hits. I have a couple. I think we have Queen Greatest Hits. And I also have um, <clears throat> A Night at the Opera. Gotcha. Or Night at the Opera, I believe it is. And Queen is one of those bands I didn't realize I liked until I realized that so many songs that I loved were their songs, and I just didn't, I just didn't know. And this was really pretty embarrassingly recently that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I like so much of their music, you know, and I didn't even realize it was them. But um, again, I'm not. I feel like. I lived in a closet. I have very little knowledge of what was going on for a long time. Uh, I mean... (laughs) It's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm going to take advantage of you in a little bit here about your lack of just kind of knowing what's going on, which is funny to me because um, it just is. And Cool. Can't wait. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be real fun because I, I'm gonna tell you great. that I lied to you about one of the singles, but I did it on purpose, and then we're gonna play a little game because I just I just want to have fun and that's what we're gonna do. So, No Effects, The Longest Line, the EP. Yeah, I put that on there because that was um I liked No Effects, so I had this EP, it has a song, the Longest Line, has another song, Kill All the White Men. Um, you know they're most of them are white, so it's not really, but uh just kind of like a fun little song i don't know i just put it on there because i was like oh again this is mostly stuff that we listen to um, yeah i did put selena entre a mi mundo mm-hmm. i hope i hope i said that right um that was an album that came out that you know i didn't listen to but i think it was just worth putting on there because i know selena was a, a big deal so yeah i mean that's kind of the main albums that i was able to kind of find from our yeah, there was like a Black Crows album that came out. Um, I don't know how big it was or any of that, but yeah, that was. As, now, like you said, as far as the stuff that we listened to, it was kind of a, a slower month. Now there was two singles that came out that we're also going to talk about as the videos. So we're going to do that because I know we like to talk about things in threes here. So you know, we did our albums, a couple singles, and then we'll get into the videos. Even though the videos are kind of a mishmash of when they came out, but let's start with. The white girl anthem, as I will call it. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Baby got back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, Becky. Look at her butt. I mean, every time I watch that, there is not a single video that I can think of that I would be more embarrassed to watch with my parents than that video. Really? Yeah. And like, you know that I got a pretty decent relationship with my parents and watching things. It's just so overt. The sexuality in that video. But it's, like, silly. It's not, like, actually, like, sensual or anything. But it's not sensual. It's extremely sexual. It's silly. It's It's, it's so... He's on, like, a huge football field-sized ass. Maybe it's not that big. But he's on this huge house-sized ass. Like, it's funny. So the song is about 
Sir Mix a lot, telling and rapping and and telling you exactly what he wants. He wants a baby that's got some back. He wants a little bit of boot. And he's telling you what he wants, Mm -hmm. and he's rapping about all the different kinds. And in the video, it's just flashing words at you subliminally, like (laughs) I didn't remember that till we rump tail, thick, thick, and it's just like (laughs) it's so over. And then there's this banana picture, like he's talking about how wants to take you home, showing the anaconda. You're getting pictures of the banana. It's just so, it's goofy, but it's only like '90s goofy, just because like. I feel like if it was more graphic, it would be a little bit easier because my parents walk out of the room. But, like, don't you see my mom dancing to this song? You know she's dancing to this song every time she... Because everybody hears this song and you start moving. Like, it's just a party banger. These are two party bangers, I think. They are two party bangers, yeah. And you hear it and you just start dancing. And it's just, like, I just... But also, there's something, like... Sure, he's objectifying women and all, all that... But there's something at the time when this song came out, and I remember feeling like I lo- everyone loved this song, right? Yeah, yeah. But just compared to the '90s, especially the early '90s beauty standard of stick thin, model esque, you know, five nine, size zero, like skinny women. Like I was like, oh, this guy is saying like. He doesn't want women that look that look like they do in Playboy. He doesn't want fake boobs. Like, I, I remember being like, oh, so like, it's a it's okay to be like a little chubby and guys will still like think you're attractive. And that actually was a pretty positive message to send to girls. I think. I mean, it really it affected me because I was not a stick thin. You know, but I mean, girl. if you didn't have any back and you weren't stick thin you'd be in trouble then i guess right if you just were stick thin i mean he's kind of really he's being very specific about the type of girl that he wants but just a curvy girl you know i mean more you know i mean listen i just every time i hear the song i just think like this song and then the next song we're gonna talk about like they're just two songs and we have it here on the end when we do our mixtape check-in but i mean they're just songs that have to be on any sort of you're trying to do a 90s nostalgia throwback master playlist these songs have to be on there absolutely these i I mean they both would be be. on there i do have a fun fact for you about baby got back what's that um do you know who was the inspiration for sir mix a lot no jennifer lopez oh really dancing as a fly girl yep that's amazing isn't that cool the the inspiration of this this song you mean according to tmz yeah 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 so you know Take that with a... Fly Girls and Living Color. It yeah. all it all comes back. It, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, as we're going through all this, you see those different things and you see those through threads. I mean, again, here's Jennifer Lopez in a Living Color. She's going to explode. She's going to just dominate. And you just see... We're here at the beginning of her ascendance, you know? And like you said, even this song is potentially written about her. Like, it's pretty cool to be, just be like... Or inspired by her. Inspired. Well, I don't but, think it was necessarily written by her but he saw her dancing and okay. that inspired him to I mean, write the song. I don't think if that was the case that Jennifer Lopez would be offended because I really feel like she leans into her best assets. So No, of course not. <laughs> I think it's totally fine. Like I don't think she'd be like, "Ah, oh, that's messed up." But such a fun, silly, goofy party song that still lives on now. Uh there was another song I actually forgot to touch on that's on here. Friday I'm in love. But it oh, right, right. came out as a single. I feel like we talked about that already, so we, we did. But yeah. But it came right. out as a single, so I figured we could mention that. Uh, just, again, we talked about it. We enjoy it. It's a wonderful song. When we drop this on Friday, I recommend you just listen to it. 
that's why you know listen to that song if and when you listen to this podcast because it's just enjoyable yeah uh it i feel like it's upbeat it doesn't make a ton of sense but friday i i'm in love this is great yeah let's fucking do it let's get this weekend let's get the whole thing the last song that we had on here and i want to play a little game now oh boy i'm gonna play these games i play these games with you and other things (laughs) now i'm gonna tell you off the bat just remember i'm in charge of editing i know but don't look at anything else okay i do not want you to look at anything else don't look at your material don't look at anything so i lied to you when i said house of pain was from boston i was making a joke because this song jump around is about the St. Patty's Day parade in New York, right? Oh, it was filmed, filmed there. Filmed I don't there, but think it's all necessarily about. But the it. but the iconography is around the St. Patty's Day parade. He's wearing a Boston Celtics jersey, right? Which was a popular jersey to wear. Now, even if you were real talk, mm. there are three members in this band. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me and tell the audience you you didn't look right. You don't know. Mm-hmm. One. Are, is this band going to end up being one of the more influential pop bands of the 90s? The members. Are they going to, are they going to do that? Two, where are they actually from? And three, if you agree that they are going to be influential, tell me what bands or people that they are involved in. But wasn't one of the guys from Cypress Hill... So let's start with number one. Where are they from? Well, I guess they're not from Boston. Correct. Are they from New York? They are not. They are from... Are they from Philly? California. Oh, okay. They are Irish. Now, do you have any idea what bands and associated acts they're involved in? I threw out a Cypress Hill at you. Okay. I uh, might... Uh, well, I actually did see that on their Wikipedia, so that's not fair. Um, I don't know. Limp Biscuit. Yes. Really? Yes. One of them... <laughs> one of them... DJ Lethal was a member of Limp Biscuit. Look at me. And they would cover Jump Around at concerts, particularly in the early years. And do you know who the third one is? No, I'm not going to push it. Everlast. From the band, the guy, Everlast. Do you not know who Everlast is? <laughs> I do. Sing, sing me a song. I mean... You're the piano man. I'm not... I can't, like, sing you an Everlast song? I like, mean, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I would know. Like, you have... Okay, well... Everlast. He's an artist. Sorry, Everlast. Well, now I feel bad. I don't want to insult Everlast. I mean, that's Everlast. Press pause for a second. Because <laughs> then we'll come back. I'm like, you know Everlast. I, I... And we were right back. Uh, the pause was because <laughs> I played uh, What I It's know. Like by Everlast. So I, I was kind of like... Yeah, okay. I was like, I can't really like sing it because I don't want to get it wrong. But you, once you hear that guitar, yeah, 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 of, of course, of course. So like these guys are really part of some influential acts in the '90s, right? I mean, I it's feel like pretty this, wild. This track alone 
Yes. It's pretty influential. Exactly. So then we also have this track, which literally, uh, you can play it right now and everybody's going to start jumping around. It's what you have to do. It is a wonderful (laughs) (laughs) club, uh, club banger, club banger, dancing song and completely different tone and vibe than baby got back completely different things. And I think that's, you know, the way people consume music now and the way we all kind of stumble upon artists and stumble upon things, at least as you get a little older is different than it was in the nineties. I mean, both of these songs literally were everywhere and they're just competing songs, but also they're both considered hip hop. Right. And they're both just completely different sounds completely different ideas one of them is completely objectifying women and the other one is just literally get drunk and jump around it's kind of objectifying women but it's also kind of celebrating curvy women and especially black women which a lot of these songs and videos it weren't it was this you know it's not other type of beauty standard this white skinny beauty you know what i mean yeah i wasn't saying so i do think in one way it's objectifying in another way it's really celebrating and and empowering like a different you know. What what I meant by that is this is May of ninety two. As we get later on into the nineties with hip hop, I think a, a kind of a trend is you either have the like I'm gonna have sex with you video, you know, kind of songs. It's like those I feel like are more and awkward. Then, and then you have like kind of these like let's just, you know, get drunk and hang out kind of song. Like just drunk and be silly. You have the parties kind of songs, and then you have like more of the so it's just kind of different. And this is, you know, where you start to see that divergent path. Because there's nothing about jump around that jumps around around there's (laughs) nothing about it that really like stands out except really just like get up move around get fucked up like that's that's the song right stand up get up you know like that's that's the song just get up and move around and just just do it whereas baby got back you really listen to it you're feeling the beat i mean even white boys do have to shout and you're really just kind of enjoying it and going along with the ride so jump around video was filmed like you said at the 1992 new york city st patty's day parade mm-hmm. you see all of that i gotta say looks like fun i gotta say totally 90s but also like that's every st patty's day parade yeah yeah i feel like it kind of hasn't changed too much <laughs> nothing's changed everybody's got their buttons everybody's shit faced their irish everybody needs kisses yeah. and everybody just gets shit hammered and basically play this song get out there do your thing just wild out for one day, everybody's Irish. Pretty standard affair wherever you go. If there's going to be any debauchery on St. Patty's Day, the song uh, really fits. Yeah. you have any thoughts about the video? It uh, took place in the St. Patty's Day parade <laughs> in New York City I like in 92. That. That's a hell of a segue. You're just like right in there. You're like... <laughs> Um, I wasn't necessarily paying attention, but it did take place in the Saddies. No, I was paying attention, Saturday. but I really, Saddies Day. I didn't really have anything else to say about it. I mean, it made me want to go to the Patty's Day Parade. I'm going to say out the gate, one of these songs is going to be at a minimum on side A to start, I would imagine, my mixtape this year. And the other one's going to be on side B. Yeah. Because it's just like, I could do Baby Got Back, depending on my order, or jump around. They're both absolutely going to be on my mixtape. I feel like you have to start one side with Baby Got Back, because you need to start with the... That's what I'm saying, but the... it depends on what follows. Oh my god, Becky. I know. You know? It depends on exactly what follows. It's probably on a million mixtapes that are out there in a landfill somewhere. Both of these songs, I would imagine. 
I wonder when uh, Fat Bottom Girls we make the rock and world go around with that because you could have a whole. I I'm gonna guess off the top of my head, 1986. I would guess 80s too. I'll let you know because it's. Or 82, 79. Okay, first of all, this is my point. I did not realize that this was Queen. I knew it was Queen. I was like, because Queen. The, like, what are we like, talking about? Like, it's Queen. Every song that I find out Queen did, I'm like, holy shit, that's Queen. Okay, no, it's 1978. There you go. So. There you go. Yeah. I knew it was an old song. Yeah, I'm like. I would have thought 80s. What are you talking about? Yeah, and it's like, that's. Uh, Queen is responsible for so many songs that you just don't know. That's what I'm saying about them. It's unbelievable. No, you don't know. And it's so funny. Oh, because, me, me personally? Yeah, like, like oh. it, it's, it's going to be like a, a consistent through line because <laughs> it's just so good. Like, when we watched the Queen movie Bohemian Rhapsody and you just were kind of watching it and we're listening to it, it was fun. We watched it. We watched it with uh, my family and we didn't really know what to expect. And we had the, the volume on loud because my <clears throat> family needs hearing devices and they don't put them in. So they had, it was like extra loud. And then when the music kicked in, it was like really, really loud. But it was just amazing. I I really enjoyed the experience more than I should have because you guys were all in. You were, I think, enjoying realizing that you'd heard a lot of these songs and they Mm -hmm. just were enjoying, my parents were enjoying remembering all of this because. That's true. They would consistently tell us that they saw them on Long Island. They were, you know, smoking weed in the crowd and just living their life and. So it was pretty cool, and they were they were a real big touring band. But they were <clears throat> the thing about them. I think you know, for the most part, I'm not a Queen historian or anything. It's kind of there in the in the. You're not. I'm not. I really wish you stop. <clears throat> but it's kind of there inside of the uh, movie a little too. Like they just. It's not that they're underappreciated, but they were kind of like a little outcasty from the main like. It was kind of like a little outcast music, but then it became like mainstream music. I mean, that's like who Freddie Mercury was singing to. He was singing, I mean, all those songs, I mean, a lot of his songs would be like, I'm here for the outcast, for the other, you know, for the yeah. other people. And then it just, they just became, you know, stadium rockers and everything else as they went along. But I mean, they really honed their craft and they traveled a lot. And it's really interesting. Um, they don't, it's not the same and I'm not trying to like get into a musical conversation because for me, music, uh, unfortunately I don't consume it. We had, we had big Dan on before he consumes music a lot and a lot more than I do. I probably consume movies more than I consume music, but they remind me kind of sort of of the story that I've heard and you know, again, it could be a little wrong, but almost kind of like imagine dragons or something where they're like, just a band that played all the time, wherever they could to just get better and better and better and wrote all these songs and played all these songs and just did all this stuff. And it's like an old school mentality. So then you're hearing these songs and you're like, Fat Bottom Girls. Like, I thought you were saying that because you saw Queen that was on there. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. So you're saying because of Queen? No, I was thinking about butt songs. <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> they, there, there it was. And so I, they're just a band that just would just play tons of songs and tour and just keep honing their craft and getting better and better and better and just releasing all these albums. And it just... And all these songs. And it just reminds me, like I said, now, like a band now would be like Imagine Dragons. I think maybe in the 90s into the 80s, like kind of U2, I just had a lot of albums. They were just there and they would play a lot of songs that would get a lot of radio play and they would just be around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, but they weren't like, at the time, I don't think, or at least how I feel it is, and stop me if I'm wrong or if I'm going too much on a tangent. 
But, like, I don't feel like people were like, they are the best band of that genre, or they are the best. Like, I think they're the best, right? They're not, like, Nickelback level, where you're like, they're just not good. Like, oh. people make fun of Nickelback. <laughs> like, they just make, like, I don't. I thought you were going on to say that Nickelback was the best. And I was no, like, no, no, no. Like, I, like, like, Nick, the like Nick, okay. Nickelback just randomly became, like, the butt of everyone's joke. And it was just, like, a thing, you know? And it yeah. still goes now where yeah. people still joke. But, like, whatever. I'm, I'm not throwing shade on anybody because these people play instruments and sing in front of thousands yeah, upon Nickel thousands of people and make Back fun. jokes are hilarious. No, no, Nickelback. But I'm saying, but, like, you wouldn't say, you know, like, Imagine Dragons is the greatest band that I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't think a lot of people necessarily say that, but they're really, they're good. And then the same thing with Queen. I like them. Same thing with Queen, where you're like, wow. And then it's like, after the fact, you really realize how great it all was. And you look mm. back at the whole thing, and you're like, this was really, really good. And, like, I missed this kind of moment. Like, I think in the 80s, it was more like going to see, you know, Guns N' Roses when they were coming out in the in late 80s, early 90s. You know, you're going to see Van Halen. You're going to see these other big acts, Motley Crue, all these other big acts. You're not really going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. Or most people maybe weren't going to be like, I want to go see Queen on the 13th tour. They just kind of kept going. And that's all I got. That's my tangent. I, I really like thought you were saying Fat Bottom Girl because you no, love Queen. No, I, I love Queen. I, I've always loved Queen. They've always been one of my favorite rock bands, and they really obviously had a renaissance here. Um, as a kid who um, played a lot of video games, got a lot of mixtapes, I enjoyed the, you know a lot of rock, and these were, you know, Queen was something my parents had seen them so like that was safe i wasn't gonna get in trouble if i'm blasting some queen nobody was but i mean i would do it on my headset anyway but it, w- it wasn't like a big deal um Ooh, yeah. were you not allowed to listen to certain things yeah like a lot of hip-hop like baby got back would probably have been on there gotcha you know like it was just, you having rules yeah i mean you know but again everybody's different i mean i grew up with a brother and sister and you grew up alone as a single kid so you know, kind of how you were given music and what your parents listened to and how stuff was consumed was different. I mean, so you, your mom listens to cool music. Yeah, she listens to cool music. She had records and stuff and she listened to music. And so I was exposed to cool music, like Queen and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, a lot of like Phil Collins, a lot of Genesis. A lot of things that I realize now are better than I thought then. Right. But I think that, I think at least for a certain time period, that was the thing. I think maybe, like, kids now are, you know, exploring the things that their parents really liked from a younger age. So, I think they probably enjoy it more. I mean, I see a lot of kids wearing, like, Nirvana shirts and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, I'm I'm guessing their parents are probably of that age range. This isn't like they're stumbling upon that, you know, right, right, right. on their own. And so, it's a little bit different. Like, I don't think I would have been caught dead in 1993 wearing, like, a Phil Collins shirt. No, but I think I, like... What, in 90, well, I don't know, maybe like more like the mid to later 90s, I was into like Jimi Hendrix and older stuff like that, but not stuff that my parents ever listened to. Like it was yeah. like older stuff that I thought was cool or that like friends would listen to. So you, and... you weren't into the elevator music that your dad listens to? <laughs> no. I got it. Okay. No. And he listened to, at the time, he was really into country. Gotcha. So okay. it was country slash elevator music. Sorry, Dad, if you ever listen to this, which I don't think you do. Um, and my mom listened to, like, one Eagles album on loop. So that was, like, and Garth Brooks. So, like, and I, you know. Yeah. So I kind of had a forage for my own music. 
do you think, you know, and I've, I've been thinking about this and as we're, you know, this is month five of this podcast in terms of us looking at, you know, a snapshot of each month. Do you think as we go along, is it generational that you think that your music is better or do you think that you're exposed to all this stuff and you really can say that some of this stuff is really, really good? And and we'll check in again at the end of the year. We'll do it, but like it's kind of like a midway check in because as I looked at what came out in '91, and then what you know when we started, we started <clears throat> talking a little in '91, and we had our '91 uh, recap episode, <clears throat> and we made our first mixtape, and then we're here now looking at some of this stuff, and I'm just thinking, man, I know what's coming, and I feel like that music is still either coming back or pretty relevant. That's not to say. That the 70s and 80s... Yeah, it's not to say other generations didn't have good music. But is it really... Like, I really... I wonder, like, was this kind of... You know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it. Was it kind of like a golden age for a certain sound? I think that both things are true. I think that there... It was, and there was a lot of revolutionary stuff happening. I also think you could say that about other times, you know? Yeah. About the 60s and other... 70s and other times... There's always new things happening, but what I think is generational is the nostalgia that you associate with the things, the things that you connected to when you were, you know, coming of age, I think, are the things that are nostalgic to you and that you'll always mean more to you than anything else. Not that you think it's better or that it is better or that it's worse or whatever. It's just always going to have that influence, you know, always have that memory. Like, you're always going to have these memories attached to it. But do you think that, and, and maybe kind of like a follow-up here, do you, I, when I say golden age, <clears throat> I'm thinking more like, by the time it's the early 2000s, we all know about Napster, it's all these other things to get music, right? So you can download music onto MP3s, burn them onto CDs. I feel like it's a lot easier to steal music, to pirate music, to have all of these things in front of you. Right. And I feel like this was that time, that last kind of time where you had to seek it out or somebody had to have it to give it to you. Because I think a lot of, you know, later, like when I think to myself about some of the experiences that I got to have and you did too, and anyone listening to this, again, that grew up when we did, it's kind of like pioneering because when we were in college, for the most part, everybody had a computer in their dorm room. Everybody had the internet. So everybody kind of had the ability to play music. You know what I mean? Because I, I really think about my college experience going, I listened to so much music. And I knew who liked what music. And they could all play whatever music. And for the most part... Within like a day, day and a half, you can get whatever music you wanted. Like it took a long time, right? Like Napster, all those things. Took a long time to download stuff. But if you went to bed wanting to download a song, you probably had it by the morning. Yeah. So it's just really. (laughs) Yeah, it took. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the age that we have now. So then I feel like. Remember when you would find something and you would click download and it was still like calibrating how long it was going to take or how many mm-hmm. people there it would tell you it would take like 22 years or something mm-hmm. absolutely asinine 275 oh, cool. days mm-hmm. oh one one year 13 days to download this song great like 
Because <laughs> I only mention that because, like, you know, even, like, a kid in the mid-90s wasn't going to have that opportunity. They probably were going to a computer lab, probably doing something along those lines, and the internet, I don't think, was... No, I definitely think there's something special about our specific, like, generation of, um, what are they called? Zennials or, you yeah. know... I, I know old, it, it's... Elder millennials. Well, I know it's kind of old man on the block but... stuff, but, I mean, that's the point of all of this going back <sighs> That's and... what you're turning into these days. <sighs> yeah, but when you go back and listen to some of this stuff and you really think about it and you're like, man, these are all really good songs. Yeah. Like, a lot of these singles and stuff are really good. It's not to say, again, that they weren't good in the 70s, 80s, 60s. All of it. But, like, the 90s was such a unique time. Because, again, the grunge movement, which we're going to start to get into, was about Mm -hmm. the anger and the rage and coming out of the 80s glam metal revolution, right? That's what it was. It was was revolting against that. And you had all this hip-hop that's going to start to come into play, too. Yeah. And you're seeing it all together. And then, you know, seeing House of Pain and the Jump Around video made me think, like, when I think of rappers, you know, you don't... The only the only white guys I think that are rappers outside of, you know, Beastie Boys, I think of Eminem, right? So you see them, and you're like, oh, that's right. Like, there were other people that were kind of doing this, too, but it wasn't the same. No. And then it's like Eminem's going to come in the 90s and then you're like, he just blows the doors off everything. Yeah. And it's really wild to just kind of think about how all these paths, like this is the this is the foundation for how it's all going to just kind of split off. Like we're in 92 and by the time we're in 2000, the world's going to be completely different. Whereas I feel like in the 80s no, you're right. to the 90s, it's kind of going on the same, almost a little bit of a trajectory. And this is just going to really explode and... Right. It's fun, and so I enjoy it. Well, because re- it's the internet. The internet just changes everything. Yeah. And, and right. it's, you know, this is part of it. So, yeah, it is kind of a special time. And music availability is something we're all going to see. I mean, that's how we were able to easily get these songs, yeah. listen to them, and do it. So, <clears throat> anything else you want to add this month on music? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean... I think it's, we basically covered the things. We, we've added some songs to our mixtape. For um, sure. We enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to some of this. Uh, and as we always do, someone's got to pay for dinner. Let's figure this out, Jen. Three quick questions. Okay. <clears throat> One quick dinner. Jen, what color was the original PlayStation console? You're looking around like a crazy person. I don't know the uh, gray. Yes. For a second point, what color is the P on the PlayStation? Red? Yes. Two points right out the gate. You have oh, a possible man. four here. Oh, man. Harvey Fordmanger. Okay. Spell Winona Ryder. Two. W-Y-O-N-N-A. W-Y-O-N-N-A. R-Y-D-E-R. Okay, I'm going to give you Ryder. Try again with... Why Nona? Why Nona? Y N O N N A. No, W I N N O A. No, sorry, babe. W I N O N A. Okay, I can see it in my face and in my mind, but okay. Sorry. It's a numbers game. The number of house party movies that were made. Oh shit! Uh. Three? Nope. Four. I was going to say four. Ugh. 
1996 video game Tomb Raider, which one of these creatures did not try to kill Lara Croft? Mm-hmm. Was it a shark, mm-hmm. a T-Rex, mm-hmm. a bear, or a black panther? A bear. A shark. Mm. That's what I was going to say. Because <clears throat> they couldn't do water back then. Okay. They did a Mario. Spell Chumbawamba. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, C H U. M B A W U M B A One more time, try it again. <sighs> Chumba Wamba Chumba Wamba Chumba Wamba C H U M B A W A H B A W A M B A Chumbawamba Chumba Chumbawamba Ch- Oh I can't say it because of my accent Chumbawamba Chumbawamba <laughs> But you got two Okay, <clears throat> alright, alright And I think this is my last question anyway Yeah I'm just trying to find one that So half of these have like already been done So Um You asked me that question already. Just ask me one. You're going to win anyway. No, but you know, everyone I'm picking up is like, this is a team question. Draw this, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You've already got two. Who's saying, okay, I couldn't find a good one. Like one that I could give you. They were drawing questions. That doesn't translate to a podcast. Ha, bleh, blah. (laughs) Now Now I'm having a breakdown. Who... Sang the 1996 smash hit single, How Bizarre. And that about wraps up our podcast for today. Uh, I have no idea. And I will be buying <laughs> dinner. I will be making dinner. Or actually. you could tell me what country they're from. OMC. Australia? Oh, New Zealand. Yeah, How bizarre. Like Australia New Zealand. <clears throat> so, that wraps up our podcast for... May music. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please like, follow, subscribe. Our social media handle is at BLC underscore pod for Twitter. BLC mixtapes for Instagram. And Becky left the chat at gmail.com for any email for inquiries. Hi. We will be back next week when we tackle TV. Yeah. Jen? That's it. It's been real. It's been fun, but I gotta go fucking jump around. (laughs) Bye. Bye.